This morning, I'm going to continue uh, on a two-part uh, sermon. I started last week, and we talked about believing the unbelievable. So we just heard Elijah crying out, Lord, uh, hear and answer. Right? So prayer must be two things. It must be heard, and it has to be answered. Otherwise, it is not a prayer. Right? And so this morning, we are looking again at the... Uh, the chapter in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1, Believing the Unbelievable. Last week we looked at two of the three characters in chapter 1. We looked at Zacharias, we looked at Mary, and this week we'll look at Elizabeth. When we looked at Zacharias, we saw that he was praying for a miracle. The situation, of course, was that both of them, he and Elizabeth, longed for a child, but she was barren. And then the context of, the, of chapter 1 was, both of them were of age, um, they, they were too old, and that she was barren. And so the angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias, and the angel of the Lord says to him, your prayers have been answered. That tells us that even though Zacharias had already stopped believing that he was going to receive his uh, the answer to his prayer. He continued to pray. He continued to pray for a child. It must have been a regular thing he used to pray. It may have been something that he, it was just um, um, out of routine that he prayed. And sometimes we can turn, turn a belief into a routine. All right? And we may say things that we don't really believe in our heart. So here he was, praying for a child, and here was the angel saying, your prayers have been answered, and he turns around to the angel and he says, how can it be? I am too old, and Elizabeth is barren. So here he is, been praying, Lord, hear my prayer, Lord, hear my prayer, but he was not having the second part of my dear brother's song, answer it. He didn't believe God would answer his prayer. But here he is staring right before an angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord is saying, I'm here to answer your prayer. And so we noticed in Zechariah's story, he was praying for a miracle, but he canceled his prayer. Every time he prayed, he canceled it by speaking words. All right? That was the opposite of his prayer. He focused on thoughts and speech around the impossible circumstances rather than the possibility of the God who answers prayers. There was a gap, there was an inconsistency between what he thought and what he believed. And so last week we looked at Romans chapter 10, verse 10 to 11. For, the heart, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth Confession is made unto salvation. The heart believes, the mouth confesses. And that must synchronize what we believe in our heart and what we confess with our mouth. Because it is upon the confession of our faith that we see things come to pass. Believe, confess. The second story we saw in Mary. Again, an unbelievable story. Um, she receives a word from the Lord, the angel comes, and the angel says to her, you are going to be with child. Now, again, the situation is impossible, because she's a virgin, and she hasn't been with a man. 
And so she responds automatically to this word that comes to her and says, how can it be? I am a virgin and I have not been with a man. So she receives the word and she inquires of the word. Now there's a difference between Zechariah's response and Mary's response. Zechariah's response was out of an unbelief. He says, how can it be because I'm old and because she's barren, right? Mary's response was an invitation to help her in her unbelief. She believed. She said, yes, Lord, but how can it be? And the angel of the Lord says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. For her, that was enough. I get it, Lord. The Holy Spirit will do it. I just have to accept it. You do the impossible. And she accepts it and her response is, let it be to me according to your word. She believed and confessed the word. So we see here in Mary's story a clear movement on how she responds to the promises of God. Right? She receives the promise. She clarifies the promise, scaffolding it and saying, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Just like that uh, centurion when Jesus spoke to him. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Right? Um, uh, not the centurion, the father of a child. Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. And sometimes we need to get to that place. Sometimes we need to scaffold some of these things that we are praying for. We are praying for something too big for us to believe in. And so we come to God and say, God, build this faith in me. Scaffold these words in me. Help my unbelief. I know you're a God of the, the impossible. I know you can do that. Help me to believe that. Help my heart and my confession to align itself. And so she clarifies the promise. And then she believes and confesses it. Be to me according to your word. <laughs> this morning, we want to learn to believe the unbelievable. And I believe that as we look at Elizabeth's story, we learn some principles on how we can believe the unbelievable. Why am I talking to you about believing the unbelievable? Because the whole Christian faith is about the unbelievable. It is not a philosophy of life. It is not a teaching of good morals. All these are there. But the reality of it is, the Christian message, the gospel message, is an unbelievable message. Why do I say that? We're celebrating Christmas in a month's time. It's an unbelievable story. Because it's not a story about a fat man who's dressed in red. It's a story about God being born in human flesh. That's an unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable story because a virgin gave birth to a child. It's an unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable story because this child will grow up and this child would live a sinless life. And this child will do the miraculous. And, and three and a half years of his adult life was all about doing the miraculous. Our brother talked about some of the miracles he did. Right? It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable that a man would touch the lame and the lame would walk. It's unbelievable he would touch blind eyes and the blind eyes would see. It's unbelievable he would take five loaves and two fishes and feed a total of nearly 10,000 people. 
These are unbelievable stories. And so we are faced with these stories and we are faced with one thing to decide. Are they myth that we categorize and say, hey, when we come to church, let's not focus on the unbelievable. Let's just talk about good things, being good. Or do we face the truth that the Christian message is an unbelievable story. It's a story about a God of the impossible who does impossible things in human lives. So we need to learn to believe the unbelievable because that's what it means to be a Christian. Really, that's what it means to be a Christian. So we look at Luke chapter 1 and we look at Elizabeth's story. The first point in your notes, um, if you pull out your um, inserts and you see the first thing I'm, I'm noting about Elizabeth's story is this. She experienced her miracle. The beginning, the gateway to believing the unbelievable is you need to have your own experience of a miracle. If you've never experienced a miracle, it's hard to believe in miracles. She, she, she experienced a miracle and that opened up a gateway for her to believe in something that was even larger than the miracle she, she experienced. Right? And I'm going to get to that. But the first thing we notice, she experienced her miracle. Verse 24-25, it says, After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months. Take note of that. She hid herself. I'm going to get to that. She hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. The phrase that stood out for me is, He looked on me. He saw me. He noticed me. The word also carries the word favored me. I tell you, we live, uh, we live in a very difficult world and we experience challenges in our lives. And the older we get, the more difficult life seems to become. It doesn't get easier to live life. It gets tougher. It's more difficult. You think that once the children grow up and they're on their own, you're free. No, you still carry them, and then they have children, you carry their grand, your grandchildren, and you sit at home, you've not, not only to pray for yourself, you've got to pray for your kids and your grandchildren and, your, and their friends and their problems. It all becomes yours. Isn't it fun? She went through a very difficult patch in her life where she was barren and the world around her reproached her for that. She struggled with that. She struggled with this burden as she carried it. And you know what? Written in between these lines of her prayer to God when she says, He looked on me, is this cry in her heart, Finally, Lord, you noticed me. Finally, you noticed me. I tell you something, the danger of unanswered prayer is that we interpret it as if God has forgotten us. <coughs> That's how we interpret unanswered prayer. When things are not answered, when, when all our prayers seem to hit a brazen heaven, experiences this miracle, it comes back again. She says, you favor me again. You looked on me again. You haven't forgotten me. 
friends this morning, if anything you forget, you know, our, you talk about remembering. If anything we forget today out of this service, would you remember one thing? God never forgets his children. God never forgets his children. His favor is always upon us. That's why he wants us to believe in miracles. That's why he wants us to believe in the impossible. So that when he does it, you know it can only be him. It can only be God who did this for me. When you pray, are you praying for your children? Are you praying for your grandchildren? Are you praying for something in your own life? Are you praying for a miracle? My friends, the moment you experience that miracle, there's only one thing you can say. God has favored me again. And so I'm crying out to you. My appeal to you this morning is pray expecting an answer to your prayer. Jesus said this. He said, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Prayer must have an answer to your prayer. Because unanswered prayer is a barrenness that is unbearable. But answered prayer produced joy in our lives. And so here is this woman, finally experiencing the miracle she's been crying out for for so long. And when she experiences that miracle, she looks up to the heavens and says, God, you've noticed me again. I'm praying God notices you and notices your prayers. What are your prayers? What are things that you're hoping for? What are things that you're longing for? I'm encouraging you this morning, pray and expect God to answer your prayers because He is a God of the impossible. Not only did she experience her miracle, the second thing I see in the story is she remained in the atmosphere of believing in miracles. You see, in verse 24, I pointed it out to you, she went away and hid for five months. It's an interesting thing. When you get your answer, she knew she was pregnant, right? Why didn't she go around and blast it out? Hey, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. See, you guys, you didn't think it would happen? I'm pregnant, right? Why did she go away and hide for five months? Because, can you imagine what people would respond? Pregnant at this age? Oh dear. Oh, you better be careful. Oh, I've heard this story about so-and-so, or that story about that person, or, you know, all the negativity will come when somebody is trying to, to, to get their miracle. Have you experienced that? You get a word from the Lord, you get excited about that word, and you start praying about that ex excitedly, and then somebody comes and pours cold water on that fire. She wouldn't... She didn't risk that. She went and hid for five months, right? Hid for five months in that environment to continue to believe in the promise of God, right? I also notice um, that in that hiding place, you look at, um, let me take you uh, to verse 36 and verse 37, because here is the angel of the Lord talking to Mary, and it gives us an insight about what Elizabeth, the status Elizabeth was in six months after that. So look at verse 36 and 37 of Luke 1. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her, who was called barren. 
For with God, nothing will be impossible. Isn't it amazing that she was known as barren? Why? I don't know. But people can be mean. People can focus on the negative stuff that go on in our lives and call us that. And our identity is, is, is on those things. Alright? But never on the good things. If you look at Luke chapter 1, it opens up talking about Elizabeth and um, Zacharias. And the Bible says they were righteous people. She wasn't known as a righteous person. She was known as a barren one. But you know what? It was time for that shift to happen. And when the miracle happened in her life, she was now known as the one who carries the impossible. Right? With God, all things are possible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. That was what she was known as now. The one who was barren is now known as the, with God, nothing is impossible. Look at Elizabeth. With God, nothing is impossible. You want to know about God? Go see Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth's story, with God, nothing is impossible. I tell you, when you experience your miracle, your whole identity changes. When you have a story to tell about the impossible God, your whole identity changes. When people want to catch hold of this impossible God, they come to see you. You know why? You've encountered Him, and you know Him, and you're known as the one who carries the story. With God, nothing is impossible. And you see that Mary, the first thing she does when she hears about this promise, what does she do? She goes straight to Elizabeth. Why? Because if you want to continue to see the miracles happen in your life, remain in the environment of the impossible God. Remain in believing in the unbelievable. Remain in that environment. Now, I believe it is because of that very environment, saturated day after day, praying and believing that God answers prayers, that creates miracles. Right? Because it's an atmosphere that produces miracle after miracle. So I want to encourage us. Let us remain in this atmosphere of believing the unbelievable. Let's continue to pray. And then, when you are struggling with that, when you are saying, Lord, help my unbelief, go to somebody who believes. Go to an Elizabeth in your life. Go to somebody who carries this story of the unbelievable God, who does the impossible. Go to them. Get them to pray along with you. But remain in this atmosphere of believing in the unbelievable until you get your miracle. The third thing, as I close this morning, not only did she experience her own miracle, not only did she remain in the atmosphere of believing in the miraculous, both she and Mary conformed to ways of speaking that was consistent with believing the unbelievable. Let me repeat that. She conformed to ways of speaking that was consistent with believing the unbelievable. Let me repeat to you. Listen to the words that both these women speak recorded in the Gospel of Luke. Luke 1, 42 to 45. This is Elizabeth speaking. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, Blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Her words were words of blessings. 
She, she spoke words of blessings. Now listen to the words of Mary. Um, verse 42 to 45. Sorry, verse 46 onwards. And I'm going to very quickly read that to you. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God. For he has regarded the lowly. See in verse 49. For he who is mighty and has done great things for me. His mercy is on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has carried the proud. You see her. Her words are full of worship unto God. Words of blessings, words of worship. And finally, you see uh, in Luke chapter 1, verse 66, here is Elizabeth now. She's given birth, all right? And, and they're going to the culture of the day, naming the son after the father, right? But you pick it up from um, verse, sorry, verse 59, right? Verse 59, you see, so it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child. They would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. But his mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. Why did she say that? That's in obedience to the word that they got from the angel of the Lord. The wonderful thing about living in the miraculous is the natural fruit of a miraculous life happens. You obey why? Because you're in this environment of the favor of God in your life. You experience His favor. You experience His love. And natural outcome of that is obedience. And she had no problem calling his, her son John. Because it's a natural outcome of a life living in the miraculous. If you know Him, you will love Him. If you love Him, you will trust that you will trust Him. If you trust Him, you will obey Him. And so this morning, my friends, my encouragement to you is this. Let's believe in this God we proclaim to believe. If you believe in this God you proclaim to believe, His name is Jesus, and He is the God of the impossible. He does the miraculous. He came, He lived His life, He died, he rose, he ascended, and he, he will return. And that whole story is an unbelievable story. My prayer is you choose not only to believe that story, but to do more than that, to live in that environment of believing the unbelievable. Experience your own miracles. Remain in the atmosphere of believing in those miracles. Change your ways of speaking that is consistent with believing the unbelievable. Words of blessings, words of worship, words of obedience. Let us pray. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon podcast. For more resources, or if you would like to support this ministry, visit us at activefaith.org.nz.